Well, hello, dear friends. How are you? Welcome back to the episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Third Love Bras. Really, just my favorite bras. And I'm not even a fan of wearing bras, even though I should. But Third Love, heck yes. I'll give you a discount code later. You're going to want to get involved. Oh, you guys having a good summer? I feel like we're like, would this be considered midway through the summer? Oh, not necessarily. I guess midway would be like, no, it is about midway through the summer. Um, it's hotter than hell, but I have still been powering through going on very long. Well, they're not even walks anymore. I've upgraded to running. Uh, I may not run very far for very long. It might be like a half a mile run, then half a mile walk, half a mile run, half a mile walk. But today I did nine and a half miles and I'm flying high and feeling mean. Uh, maybe I'll train for a half marathon. I have not done one of those in a very long time. Um, but yeah, feeling healthy and energetic and just want to let you know that you guys getting out there and exercising. I encourage you to, I encourage you to do it. It's great for your mental health. It's great for your physical health. And I don't know, just makes me happy to be outside. Speaking of being outside, I got to go to Yellowstone. I mentioned it before my podcast. I got to go to Yellowstone last week. And I honestly, as as much as I have traveled the world and, uh, you know, toured and done stand up in so many different countries and been a lot of different places and, and on fairly like fancy vacations in these places, I would have now maybe only like once or twice they were fancy. A lot of times they were like either on military bases doing stand up or like trying to travel cheaply on tour. Who am I kidding? I just totally lied. They weren't that fancy. They may appear fancy on Instagram, but um, regardless, regardless, I, I've been a lot of places and I have to say that e- camping in Yellowstone and seeing Yellowstone might be one of my favorite trips ever. I felt like I was like my 16 year old self again because I grew up, you know, pretty outdoorsy and in a, you know, really beautiful uh, rural area. And since I've lived in LA, I don't have any friends that like to do stuff like that. Like I don't have any friends that like to camp really. And um, so when I got the opportunity to go out there uh, and do a show or meet and greet at the Bozeman Hot Springs, I thought of, you know, the only person I know that likes to be in the outdoors. And that's also someone uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but someone I might be dating. Anyways, um. So I invited him along and uh, just couldn't have been a better person to bring. Couldn't have been just more like, I guess, wholesome fun, if that makes sense. Um, Just like seeing I've never seen buffalo or bison before. Like that was insane to see them so up close. And side note, uh, shouldn't have gotten as close as we did because that same trip, a little girl, oh so sad she got gorded by uh, a bison I think she's okay though but like that was the day that we were there but it was just everyone around you was getting so close you just sort of like are dumb and ignore the rules of not getting too close to them um but yeah so I mean those are it's like they're like a prehistoric looking animal like seeing that size a 2,000 pound animal up close is just crazy um and then all of the crazy hot springs and the um, Grand Prismatic, like 
it it literally looks like you're on a different planet. There'll just be like weird mud bubbles coming out of this super hot thing in the ground that's also like multicolored. And then to your left, there's a huge hot waterfall going into cold water and creating this all this steam. And like it literally is like if someone filmed a movie uh, and called it, you know, I don't know, Mars. <laughs> And they, but they filmed it at certain parts of Yellowstone. I'd be like, yeah, no, that's definitely another planet. It's just insane and so beautiful. And so two of the nights we stayed at the Bozeman Hot Springs, which is gorgeous. I, I highly recommend you go there. And also Bozeman, really, really cute town. Like the downtown area is so cute, so walkable, and really actually pretty high end. Like it's not much cheaper than LA in certain restaurants and things. And it's like you know, really high quality food and craft cocktails and just awesome. And um, <laughs> we also met this, um, his name's Ronco. If you need to buy real estate in Huntington Beach, he's your guy. He'll tell you. This really drunk uh, middle-aged dude who wouldn't stop talking to me and my guy or whatever and being like, you guys are like Ken and Barbie. You know, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. And I was like, well, thanks. He's like, if I were you, I'd high-five myself in the mirror every day. In fact, I do high-five myself in the mirror every day. And my 34-year-old girlfriend thinks it's weird, but I don't care. High-five myself in the mirror every day. And then um, and then he uh, he proceeded to, to be like, all right, if you guys aren't on TV really soon, you're going to write something. You're going to write something together. And we were like, yeah, we kind of already did. Uh and he just, anyways, he just, well, he was building us up. Ronco was our biggest fan, even though he wanted us to buy real estate. He was like, you're going to be real successful soon. You're going to buy some real estate in Huntington Beach for me. I was like, whatever you say, Ronco, have another dear sir. Um, so anyways, we're, that was what the restaurants were like. But then um, we, Ronco was the restaurant, basically. But then the second night we camped. So we got one of those like Toyota truck things that you can you add like a camper thingy on the back and you basically you basically have like a bed but you sleep like above the truck and uh I that did like kind of calm me down a little bit on just being terrified because I've officially just terrified myself from all the murder podcasts I'm listening to but then I was also really afraid of bears I really wanted to camp but um he was kind of hell-bent on camping in the middle of nowhere, which I was into. I didn't really want to do a campground, so we just literally found a place in the middle of nowhere in, well, it was Grand Tetons National Park, which is right by Yellowstone, but not just totally off the beaten path. And um, so there were certain parts I was convinced that, like, someone was going to come murder us. I was like, this is uh, the perfect, I mean, no one would know, or a bear was going to come eat us and no one would hear us. However... It was too tall for a bear to reach. And if someone was going to come murder us, they would have had to, like, jump up and, like, we would have heard them coming. So even though I lay terrified in the middle of the night, uh, I did know that nothing probably would have ever happened. But it was still incredible anyways. Besides the fact that I was scared at certain points, like, it was amazing to, like, sleep under the stars. And I made a full steak dinner over a fire, like, ribeye steak, grilled veggies, baked potato, uh, I got, they, they sold Rainier beer there, which is the beer that's people drank where I'm from. And I just felt like little old Rachel again. And I loved it. I loved every part of it. So if you guys get a chance, go to Yellowstone. I honestly might do their PR for free because it's the most beautiful place I have probably ever been. 
what else? What else? What else? Oh, get your tickets um, for I have a, a new show that uh, Natasha and I are doing in West Hollywood. We have a new another date at the Pally House. It's a really cool hotel, but we do it at their outdoor restaurant. So it's, you know, and you can have a full meal. You get a good date experience. So that's on August 8th. And you can get tickets at rachelobriancomedy.com for that. Um, August 8th, Pally House, West Hollywood, then Seattle, get your tickets, I'm sure it's filling up, August 22nd at Laughs Comedy Club in Seattle, get your tickets at Laughs Comedy Club or at rachelbryancomedy.com, I'm bringing Sabrina on the road with me, it's also her birthday, so that's going to be super fun, um, and I think I have, I'm going to have a date in Tulsa, Oklahoma soon that's getting worked out, and my booker is lining up a bunch of other stuff, Philly's coming up soon, um, I think Texas, not sure of the places yet. Florida, not sure of the places yet there either. Um, but we're, we're putting it together. So I'll have a full roster of dates soon. And I can't wait to hang with you guys and meet you. And, you know, everything's just nice, you know? Um, all right. What else do I want to say? Oh, always. Thank you guys so, so much for listening to the podcast. And, and sending me mess. I love, you know, when you guys DM me and, and or take screenshots of, of when and where you're listening to the podcast. And I just, I feel really connected to you guys and I just really appreciate all that you do for me. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you for leaving five star reviews and, and good or five star ratings and good reviews. Cause it just really helps to keep it going. It's awkward to ask for it, but I do appreciate it when you do really, really, I do. Um, and you guys write such nice stuff. I mean, it really like, Sometimes I would get nervous to read my reviews because I didn't want to read the bad ones, but the good ones far, I mean, and they're way more good ones, they far outweigh the bad ones, and there's such kind messages from you guys about, like, you know, I just read one where someone was like, you know, I really hope all Rachel's, like, career passions and dreams come true. I'm like, that is so nice. Like, you didn't have to say that, but it absolutely made my day, so thank you so much. All right, so now for the podcast. All right. The 24-year-old starlet, Grace Hansen, is most known for her role in Sebastian Sudeikis' short film, A Girl in the Woods, which premiered in 2017. However, aside from acting, she is a creative at heart who's written for outlets like Galore Magazine. She's also a huge mental health advocate and created a line of ironic yet hilarious greeting cards called Comfort Cards as an attempt to remove the stigma that is often associated with it. Uh, I think you guys are going to love her. She's uh, She has a new video coming out that she started, wrote, directed. Um, she's just, yeah, to her new short film. She's just, she's just an all-around badass. I think she's going to have a huge career. And I just love talking with her. She's really honest and raw. And her story's hilarious. Uh, she grew up uh, pretty well off, or very well off, in uh, England and went to boarding school. But has some crazy stories about that, but even with all of that, uh, you know, that's, that doesn't necessarily bring you happiness, and mental health is just something that sometimes you can't even control that you deal with, and we talk about that, we talk about career goals, we talk about just a bunch of funny stuff. Oh, my favorite thing is when uh, we find out that her dad uh, stole a quote from Gandhi and has basically been, I, I, I basically ruined her her childhood ideal of some advice her dad had given her. Um, so, yeah, it's really fun, and I think you guys are going to love her. So without further ado, give it up for Grace Hansen. Grace Hansen, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. How uh, how long have you lived in L.A.? Like, when did you 
make the did you take it like a like a boat over or yeah, no, no, I walked, <laughs> the Titanic actually, I walked, you, walked, that's, yeah. you can walk on water and, like Jesus and I ran <laughs> and I swam it was a triathlon it was a triathlon my, that's fantastic like a year, yeah good for you thank you thank you yeah I lost a lot of weight um no I moved here a year ago a okay. year ago but oh, I lived so in New fresh. York for five years before so I'm accustomed to the American accent okay and how many times everyone's gonna fucking ask me like oh I know someone in like Manchester do you know them <laughs> And I'm like, no, I do not, because I don't know every single person who lives in England, but thank you for asking. That's hilarious. Uh, are you from London? Yeah, I mean, I'm from Surrey, mm-hmm. which is like, there's a scene in the holiday where that's where... Hit, oh, like, the, the cute little town? House. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. cute. I've actually been to much of the uh, English English countryside. English right? countryside, yeah, yeah. I have been through a lot of it because I performed on military bases and they're, wow. you know, on the outskirts. And so we dro- and we were on like a tour bus. And so I drove through a ton of it. I've seen it. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't know that I've seen Surrey, but a town that looked very similar. Well, they I think all the little English towns look pretty similar. They're all quaint, and you've always so got, like, cute. an angry six-year-old man in, like, a pub, like, cursing at the football screen. Like, right? I love, I love the, the pub culture of, like, the old men that oh just, like, hey, like, and you know it's the same guys that are there every day. Same. It's, it's yeah. so cool. I love it's it, cute. but it also freaks me out because, like, a lot of my friends, like, they've stayed in England, and I love that lesson, mm-hmm. do you? But... They have never really moved far away. And to an extent, I have the luxury of doing that. So Mm -hmm. I don't like, maybe, you know, I can't expect everyone to do that. But I'm like, you're going to become one of those old English men. Yeah. You do realize like you're just like the same friendship group. You're going to like all meet at the pub on a Sunday. It's literally like any small town in America is like that. Because I'm I'm from a really small town in uh, Oregon. And same thing. It's like they just stay there. You just think when you think, but when you think of it in the terms of like, oh, it's Surrey, it's a little cute, quaint town. It doesn't sound as gross as yeah. like Middle America or something. Well, true. <laughs> how how big was the town? Um, it's pretty big. I mean, Surrey is the county, so you've got Isha where I grew up, and then next to it's like Cobham, and then you've got Guildford. Like, yeah, there are a lot of towns. I mean, it's pretty quaint. You've got a little pub. You've got the cinema, well, movie theater. Sorry. Um, you've got a banging Chinese restaurant, bang, bang. Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I only I'll have to check it out. If I find myself there, you have to, you don't understand it is everything to me. I only go back to England to go to the good earth. Shout out to good earth. Please sponsor my life. <laughs> Please sponsor my life. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I grew up in Surrey and then London and I went to a very posh boarding school in the countryside for the last two years of like my adolescence. Wait, is adolescence when you're an adult? No, that's when you're a kid, I think. It's just weird that way it's... I think adults. No, adolescence is when you're a kid, I'm pretty sure. Uh Uh-uh. I don't know. I will. You know, someone will correct us. Guys, email us. Let us know if we're morons or not. (laughs) We are. So then, okay, so you went to like a fancy boarding Uh, school. Oh, yeah. Is, does anyone not go to fancy boarding school anymore? Yeah. Because it just seems like that. No, listen, they're hard to get into. I don't mm-hmm. know how I got in. My mum, I'm just going to say it. My mum basically was like, I'm sure your father paid you it to get in there. I'm like, I'm smart. Hey, like, <laughs> I worked hard to get in. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, mean. Um, I hope she never listens to this. Um, but yeah, no, it's hard to get in. And I got that. And I, I had a chubby accent. I was like, you're right. My name's Grace. And everyone there was like, oh, darling, like, so lovely. You know, very posh. Trying to be Lisa Vanderpump. But I think Lisa yeah. Vanderpump really puts that on. I'm not sure that's yeah. how she really talks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, also, like, who is she? I mean, she 
pretends like she's this well-known English person. I'd never heard of her before. I that her. is literally what. So when I did the the, the military tour, we were the we the women that were on the base and you know the whoever arranged it, they would kind of take us out for lunch, and so they were asking me about Vanderbilt Rules and Bravo and Lisa Vanderbilt, and they were like. She, they were like she's not well known here and she's not even from like a like I uh, yeah it's bizarre yeah like, it's really weird I mean like good for her she's created like a fucking empire yeah but like seriously strange I'm gonna create a character what would I do that was just like I'm just gonna like trick people into thinking I'm like oh my god well I am it's here, here's what my character would be I got it what? my great-grandfather was the force was a four-star general uh in Rome and like lived in the Kiranali Palace, which is like the equivalent of the White House. I'm just going to tell people I'm Italian royalty. I'm going to run sick. with it. I'm going to run Can with it. Can you speak Italian? Not at all. Way. So that's going to be a bit of an issue. Bit, yeah. yeah, that's going to be, I'm going to, might need to learn a few words. Oh, I can say, I, I studied Italian for three years and I can only say this fran, uh, phrase, andiamo alla discoteca, which means we're going to the club. Ooh. And it's helped and me a lot. Andiamo means like, let's go, hurry up. No, andiamo means we are... We are, I think. Hmm. Listen, unsure. Again, 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 email us. If you're Italian, let us know. Um, <laughs> and I can say one Spanish phrase, which means is uno mas. Okay. Which also is important. Yeah. Because like if I'm having a drink. One more. So I've kind of got all the languages Have covered. you been to Mexico? Yeah. You, you have. Okay. Didn't, didn't, didn't fuck with it. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was in Tulum, super bougie and ridiculous. I haven't been there yet. Don't go. Okay. I won't. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you want to feel slimmer and sexier in your clothes or even with your clothes off? Well, the way I have nailed this is with third love bras. Third love bras are incredible. They are fit perfectly. They make you feel slim. They make you feel sexy because third love is not a one size fits all type of bra. Third love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their fit finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. So here's how you do it. You take a fit finder quiz, which is actually really fun to do. You just answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 12 million women have taken the quiz today, and like I said, it's actually fun and takes less than a minute. And the crazy part is I didn't know that breast shape really mattered when finding a good fit. But thank God Third Love figured that out for us because that's how you find your perfect fitting bra. Every customer has 60 days to wear the bra, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it and third level wash it and donate it to a woman in need. But you're not going to want to return it. They're 100% fit guaranteed. Third Love's team of fit expert stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. And hands down, Third Love bras are the most comfortable bras you'll ever own. And I also love their underwear. I have so many cute pairs. I'm just obsessed with Third Love. They've changed the way I feel about, you know, undergarments. Uh, They're just amazing. And I have an offer for you guys. I want you to feel amazing. So Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Just go to thirdlove.com slash be here now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first order purchase that's thirdlove.com slash be here for 15 percent off today all right so now i'm going to get into my quick fire questions oh, for you okay. and then i'm going to get into the questions i've prepared for you because you have a interesting life thus far even though you're only 24 
Yeah, what can I say? I hate that that's, God, I'm so old now that that's like, oh, Don't, don't. (laughs) It looks interesting on paper. In reality, I basically don't do anything. I watch a shit ton of Real Housewives and that's about it. (laughs) Like, realistically. Whatever, it still looks interesting. All right, quick part. London or LA? Uh, LA. Really? Or London. (laughs) (laughs) No one, depending seasons, okay? Like, the sun, the sex, LA. Okay. Okay. They know how to fuck it. Let's yeah. just put it that way. London, pubs, my Chinese place. Like, ch- yeah, the Chinese, the Chinese place. place. Shout out to them the again. Good earth. Oh, those dumplings, though. Um, you know, my family. London's so great. I was just there. Okay. So you didn't really make a decision. Okay. You know what? Can this, um, can this, okay. I, for now, I'm just going to say LA. Okay. Perfect. LA. Your family, hopefully, doesn't disown you after this. Oh, they already are. It's fine. <laughs> What's the most surprising thing about you that people uh, would never guess? Oh, uh, fuck. That I'm actually smart. <laughs> no one said you weren't. <laughs> no, people don't think I would. I, I worked in finance. Like okay. I actually oh, can. Shit. Is that what you did in New York? In London, I did a stint in a private equity, fa- in a private equity place and Goldman Sachs, lol. At, at Goldman Sachs? Yeah. Interesting. I used to day trade for a hot second. I day traded commodities. Oh, I mean, I would just, if someone said to me, I day trade commodities, I would see them as like, not you. Yeah, well, I dated someone that was really good at it and then they taught me and then after we broke up, I was like, well, I could try that. That's hilarious. And then my grandparents gave me a loan and I was like, but I was like too nervous to lose their money. So I just eventually just gave gave it back. Anyways, so you didn't, but I know I did. I mean, I had the so little plan. I was watching chart. I, no, you I know didn't, how. Okay, great, but you didn't. You gave back the money, and that was the end of the fucking story. That was. Ridiculous. It sounds so much cooler than what I just said. I day traded. Whatever. Yeah. You're gonna edit this out. That's. I'm absolutely not editing out. I'm proud you of it. Don't want to tell everyone that you day traded. Oh no, absolutely not editing out. I'm proud of it. <laughs> My failed attempt. What's your biggest pet peeve? I have so many. Um, okay, I have a weird one. You know what? Fuck this, America. You come into a store. <laughs> coming in hot. You come into a store and they say, nice to see you. You've never seen me before. Nice to meet you is the correct thing. Yeah. You don't, what? I don't get it. It's not nice to see you. That's what I'd say to you if I saw you again, okay? Yeah, nice to see you. Nice yeah. to see you. Nice to see you again. You've never seen me before. Maybe they're trying to like preemptively be like, in case she's been here before. You know, it's like when you pretend like you've met someone before, but just because you're not sure. So you're just like, yeah, we met. It's not correct. Also, I cannot deal with, um, I've been told congrats, like, well done after shopping by a sales assistant. Well Well done. Well done for spending all my money. It's probably because they're getting a commission. Well done for them. I'm like, thanks. Like, now I'm broke and can't (laughs) eat for a week. Like, well done me. I mean, that's kind of, you know, a win-win. Oh, God. I (laughs) definitely must have a better pet peeve than this. I think when people are like, oh, my God. Okay, I've got it. Hmm. When I say I'm an actor and they're like, what have you been in? And I'm just like, nothing. Oh, that that is a very annoying question. I'm just like, nothing. Listen, nothing you will have ever seen. I'm I'm an actor, but I'm not actually an actor. It is such like... I'm like like your day trader. Like if... That is is my acting. Acting career is very similar to my day trading career. Kind of taken off, but like not fully in it. But not... You're not going to give up like I did. No, I'm not giving up... (laughs) Yeah, I'm not giving up day trading anytime soon. No, but, uh, no, that is a real pet peeve for me. It's so, it's like, if someone said, if you were like, oh, what do you do? And they were like, I'm a doctor. And you're like, well, what surgeries have you done recently? Literally. What's, uh, 
What's on your yeah. any heart valve replacements? You any, should tell me about how know, they, how those go. Reconstruction. Yeah. Anyone die on your surgical <laughs> table? Literally, like you wouldn't have you grill saved anyone today, yeah. or have you let them die? Because <laughs> that really shows if you're a shit doctor. Oh my god, it's so true. It's such a it's really an insulting question. Yeah, it's like <laughs> listen, I have not been in anything. Leave me alone. Who are you? Who are you? Thank you for bringing my self esteem down. I was feeling pretty good <sighs> until you just who made you me give you my resume. By? Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> No. Uh, what's your most used emoji? None. Mm. None. You're emojiless. I'm emojiless. You still going like colon uh, parenthesis thingy? Yeah, actually, legit. Yeah. What I do is I do the star uh-huh. sign. I write what I want to write, and the star sign, and it makes it bold. That's like my thing. What? I don't know what you're talking about. You I can feel like you're using a pager. No, you can make <laughs> it bold if you use like a star. Okay, so like I said to my. I'm going to say it, Gary. Boyfriend. <laughs> you said lover earlier. <laughs> lover. Um, he would said how he had a, a headache on National Hangover Day um, for like one drink. And so I put star sign, pathetic, star sign, and it made it bold. And it was just a bold, pathetic. Oh, I'm excited to learn this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. Favorite movie? Don't do this to me. Um, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, Women Under the Influence by John Cassavetes. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, it's old, beautiful, horrifying, and reminds me of my childhood, which is very sad. That's how you would describe your childhood? Yeah. Old, beautiful, horrifying? Yeah, literally, (laughs) literally. And we're going to get into that. Oh, fun. Uh, Thing that you Postmates most? (sighs) Jewel pods. Oh. And alcohol. Wow. Mm -hmm. No food? We got to get you eating. Pizza and pasta all day, every day. All right, what's your go-to drink? Like red wine. All right, perfect. Those were not that quick, but... Uh, Sorry. No, not because of you, because of me, because then I just had commentary on all I of them. I also go on tangent. I like it. Tangent it up, you Thank know? Thank you. Okay, so growing up in Surrey, did you know you wanted to be in the entertainment industry? Yeah. I had a nanny, and I literally, my poor parents... Well, you were very rich, it seems, yes? Is this what's happening? Was, because I'm getting cut off, Yeah. If they're really cutting you off, they are really cutting me okay. off. Okay, it's super okay. fun. Um, please don't. <laughs> this is a PSA to your yeah. dad. Do you want me to write him a letter? Yeah, please. should I send him one of your comfort please. cards? <laughs> no, listen, I'm in his eyes an adult, which I'm not. I'm still your little girl. No, but listen, I had a nanny, okay, and I was obsessed with Disney films, obsessed, mm-hmm. obsessed, obsessed. obsessed. And I got given by my dad's business partner a trunk of every single Disney princess dress you could ever find. Oh, my God. Okay. And this poor fucking nanny had to be every single character apart from the main character. And if she got one word wrong, this is all on tape, by the way, all on tape. <laughs> if she got one word wrong, we would start again. I mean, I went You're through- You're a monster. monster. I know. Oh Do you know God. how many nannies I went through? It's insane. And my like, f- I would love to write that character into a script as, like, the meanest child yeah. ever yeah, <laughs> to yeah, your yeah. poor nanny. Yeah, the poor <laughs> nanny. And poor dad, who's working to give us, you know, this great lifestyle that I'm very blessed to have <laughs> and don't want to be taken away from. Um, and he would come home at, like, nine, exhausted. And from the playroom, I'd be like, Daddy! Daddy! It's the like the little mermaid, you know. And, and you were like to your nanny, you were like, and five, yeah, six, seriously. seven, eight, and jazz hands. Yeah, seriously. And this <laughs> poor, poor the poor woman. nannies, like it really was traumatic. How so, old was she? I mean, these nannies, like they started young and then they went older. Um, I mean, they went, there were everyone's. There was, mm-hmm. there was women from who probably been like, 
brought in from Russia and like to be to do well in the Anastasia remake. <laughs> I think they tried to fit the nannies per Disney movie, honestly. Oh my god, that's so funny. Did and did, were the nannies mad at you? Maybe I, they I really, liked it. Maybe I, it was fun. I really think I just didn't care, honestly. <laughs> I mean, some nannies were weird though. I like kind of almost drowned because of a nanny. Like a nanny, like like Did literally you? drugged my brother with Red Bull when he was three and then wouldn't leave the house and was like a drug addict. It was I've Wait, had what happened? Year. She did what? She like, listen, you can't give Red Bull to like a three-year-old. Yeah. He was on Red Bull. Like, I'm talking about like six cans. And he had like a little tractor and he was just going like zoom, zoom, zoom throughout the garden. My mum was like, what is going on? He was like cracked out at three years old. And we found like all these oh. pills in her room. My God. And then she wouldn't leave. Yeah, I've had crazy nannies. Oh my God, but they you were can't probably give a three-year-old Red Bull. I know, but they were probably normal until all the Disney reenactments. Yeah, and then you. they that lost. Was, that's the, it it was, that was their me. trigger. That's their trigger. <laughs> no, actually though, legit. That's, that's amazing. I, like, that's so fascinating to me. Even the concept of like boarding school, boarding school and nannies. And uh, that just, in my town, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if we have boarding schools in Oregon. Like it's just not, and it's not, my parents did yeah. well, but like it just, that whole thing is like so foreign to me yeah Yeah. it's very like old school movies you know I feel like I listen I was raised in an incredibly privileged lifestyle and um I wanted to be a Disney princess because I was so that was your first taste of the entertainment industry entertainment do you feel like you should be a director though because it was clearly I'm great at it yeah (laughs) (laughs) like everyone quits um no I mean I yeah I I, I'm kind of doing that right now Mm -hmm. I directed a short film that will be released on September 10th which is very exciting and tell me about that okay so it's called cracks Mm -hmm. because of the cracks of the mind um and it's basically follows a girl who (sighs) slowly loses her mind to be honest with you You know it's under the pressure of um the LA existence of who are you what do you do are you you know Mm -hmm. can I have something from you can I get something from you and wanting she she has a background that we do not see in the film Mm -hmm. she um in my imagination you know came from very little and really started wanting to be living this other life being this other person um didn't love herself you know had definitely a traumatic moment in her past Mm -hmm. and it basically shows her unravel um and it's sad but it's aesthetically very beautiful Mm -hmm. like I wanted the juxtaposition of the actual scenes and like the set design and the colors and the dress and the makeup to look so stunning Mm -hmm. and the emotion and like then the actual what's going on to be so brutal that you almost like are torn oh yeah it sounds really good (laughs) it really does it sounds it sounds beautiful it's just me like on a camcorder (laughs) (laughs) just like selfie yeah literally there's a snapchat filter on it like what is your dog dog ears right now (laughs) no that sounds absolutely beautiful thank you and what was the inspiration for that because I know that you're a big mental health advocate and um, my life (laughs) <laughs> listen no, tell me I'm, more <laughs> um I think the inspiration was I've always I listen I've always loved um creating whether it's writing being acting um filming I love to create mm-hmm. and sometimes my mind goes in dark places I've dealt with mental health my whole life I've, mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with uh severe depression anxiety when I was 13 and it's been my journey 
Um, mm. And I it's want so many people's journey. Yeah, exactly. It's incredibly common. Exactly. And you know, I want to use. For me, I need to justify the shit stuff that's happened in my life mm-hmm. for it to be okay. So the way I do that is by creating it into mm-hmm. something hopefully beautiful. So yeah. that's kind of the inspiration was just, I was in I not a great that. place. I hadn't created in a while. I needed to get back into it. I hit up Kale, great cinematographer. I love you. Um, oh, feeling alive. My, feeling my alive. ringtone. Oof. There's my ringtone, guys. <laughs> Uh, you know a little bit Sorry. more about your life that you have. <laughs> I'm a blast. You're a trader with that ringtone. I mean, it just doesn't look good for you. I'm listen. I don't know what you're coming. Like, what are you? I'm so I'm confused. A blast. You are. I'm you a are. Good time. You're an enigma. You're a mystery. Day trader by night. Saturday night fever by day. Yeah. Who knows? Podcaster <laughs> by by Sundays. I, I don't know. I have the time to do comedy with all the day trading I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> For God's sake. Anyways, uh, so you're a cinematographer? Yes, cinematographer was great. I had him up and I was like, listen, let's do something. I mm. want to do it. I, I, The inspiration came from I wanted a scene in a pool mm-hmm. and in a bath where she's basically drowning. It shows mm-hmm. like her drowning. Um, and then it kind of came from there. I was a night mounter because I really didn't have like a proper script. Mm-hmm. I like I never work like that Mm -hmm. and that's not great no I think that's great I think it's just your creative process I mean that's true but for the poor camera people who are like do we have a script to work with I'm like yeah this is it you're like it's in my head I'll let you know as it goes along just yeah I'm like if you take a peek in here yeah if you could just yeah like why are you not reading my mind yeah I'm like you should know yeah (laughs) um I think that's really cool that I totally related to when you said like you of all the like shit things that have happened to your life, like you want to justify them by creating something beautiful. And I assume to help other people and yeah. to, uh, I relate to that because of the, um, a, you know, interesting last year. And, uh, I wrote a script. I'm very proud of about it. And like, that was my way of justifying, you know, some unfair things that happened and some bullying and some weird shit that happened to me. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to make something beautiful out of this and hopefully help other people. And it, it does, it justifies it. Cause it's like, I, I guess it's, or even maybe the, the word is quantifies it a little bit where maybe, it's like, yeah. yeah, where it's like, I'm going to make something beautiful out of something shit. So shit yeah. yeah. And also I think like, it's also like, it's, it's almost like a way, you know, I wasted my time going through all that shit. So I want to now not waste my time and make mm-hmm. it, you know, I don't know how to explain that, but it's like, have I wasted, in my mind, I'm like, have I wasted ballpark 14 years with my family shit? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I also, um, and like going through eating disorders, have I wasted that? Mm-hmm. It kind of like eats at me, you know? And it's obviously I didn't, like, I want to say that to myself and it's not a healthy way of looking at it. But then I'm like, no, because I actually wrote a feature film too recently. And that's been in, (laughs) I wrote it, I did first draft three years ago. I didn't pick it up until like a couple months ago. And now it's Mm -hmm. like, I think pretty much done. But that makes me think, you know, no, I didn't waste all of that. I waste, you know, it all led up to this. Absolutely. And you know that that's like, the stuff that makes you interesting and what makes you, you know, a, a, a real person and not just like kind of like a vapid, you know, like that's what makes you who you are. Like I, I actually am 
kind of proud of and grateful for like the shitty things that have happened because I feel like I see the world differently. I see different people differently. And a lot of the people I met, uh, you know, in that journey are some of the coolest people ever. Mm -hmm. Like most people that go through a lot are more, are so much more interesting. Like they have, you know, they kind of have like a badge of armor and they have to be more honest and they're, I don't know. I just, I mean, I honestly just feel like I'm not bored. Mm-hmm. which is great yeah and you're not boring yeah yeah there you go i can't stand people who say they're bored i'm like well don't be yeah go do something that is the worst it's it just, really is. my pet peeve would be people that are bored and then people that have like victim mentality where only bad things happen to them yeah. or this is only happening i'm like well of course it is because you're attracting it at this point yeah. like you think oh, like you're the only person that's ever felt that yeah, way exactly. or you're the only person that's ever been broken up with or the only yeah. person that's ever had to like have two jobs at a time like exactly like i i went on stage um i was performing on a show i used to manage apartment buildings while i was doing stand-up comedy after she day trades after she day trades that yeah but i was managing apartment buildings and but also like getting like good in my comedy career and I literally was like they were literally like five four three is pretty much outside of my head and they were like calling me up on stage David Spade went on right before me Judd Apatow was going after me and I got I got a phone call from the building being like my toilet's clogged I was like this is my life this is wow yeah and so I had to I got bumped and I couldn't go on stage right then because I had to go deal with someone's like clogged toilet like I would which is like so like humbling but like it's like you know but like everyone has to go through like shitty jobs and like things it's like for sure for sure I agree I think back to mentality and I think it's easy Mm -hmm. to like to get listen I think for me I think I probably at one point in my life might have had a victim mentality when I was younger and felt like no one understood and da 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 da. Well, you're a kid and you're younger, yeah, but you have to like grow out of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't. I mean, like, oh my god, like I do f- find it frustrating, like listening to my girlfriends and their boy problems, just because I've never really <laughs> imagine I go, I've never had boy problems. No, <laughs> <laughs> imagine I go like Gary's hey. perfect. Yeah, literally, my lover. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Mainly because I've always dealt with probably more like family issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, why can I not find the right guy? And I'm like, babe, if you're gone like putting all that negatively, like why me? Why me? Why me? Like mm-hmm. no one's gonna be attracted. It's like to a self fulfilling prophecy. And yeah, it's like a bad energy you're putting out of like, mm-hmm. of course, like why would anyone want to be around someone like that? I understand that um, getting into the right headspace takes work, but it definitely does. You, but then put in the work like yeah. you have a choice to I mean I'm not saying because depression and things like that are not a choice but mm-hmm. you do have a choice to go either way like feel sorry for yourself and wallow in it or or take even like small steps make your bed in the morning literally take I deep f- breaths oh my god go yes. for a walk like, yes like little I things. couldn't agree with you more like there's this Instagram account that I follow and it genuinely has helped me so much it's mm-hmm. called like make daisy chains mm-hmm. and it's all about um small achievements mm-hmm. and you know I'm i do follow think that now Make yeah you should oh mm-hmm. uh, it's right there it's right there she can't there, even there see we go. <laughs> yep. oh there we go she found the pen everyone she's Got writing it. it down just want to keep you in the loop i'm also just writing down day trade tomorrow <laughs> Make millions. No, st- oh my god she's actually suits. written this down <laughs> i cannot deal um no but 
And I think I have to say, I think it is kind of okay to like have a little minute of wallowing. You mm-hmm. can have like two yeah. days oh, where you can uh, yeah. feel shitty. Totally. You know? But you have to then either yourself or a friend get you out of it. Because mm-hmm. it becomes unhealthy. And the little things, like like there's so much like self-esteem building and doing things like just making your bed. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, I accomplished that. All right, next step. Showering. Make a cup of coffee. That was my Take big a thing. I, that makes me sound so gross, but no, it doesn't. Oh, well. Um, what are some of your like what what advice could you give my listeners for anyone struggling with like an eating disorder or depression like what are some some techniques and things that you do to pull yourself out of it yeah um okay so this is something that I've just realized recently is do talk to people Mm -hmm. about it but pick your people carefully my god because such good advice and I've been saying that too Honestly, I, I'm such an open book, mm-hmm. but sometimes I get responses that honestly trigger me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was briefly mentioning to you before we started this lovely podcast, mm-hmm. um, how I really can't stand people who um, like t- tell me not to take medication. Mm-hmm. And those are some of my nearest and dearest friends and I love them, but I'm like, fuck off. The, yeah you know or like um, nothing wrong with store-bought serotonin if your brain can't make it exactly exactly and like or you know like just just cheer up <laughs> i'm like lol <laughs> good one mate <laughs> i literally i'm like good one like are you stupid yeah but so I, that's a big advice i would say you know pick someone who is empathetic mm-hmm. and who most likely has been through struggles themselves mm-hmm. because it really takes one to know one. Yeah. Um, I would also say... And also, I would say also suss out the people that um, have your best interests at heart. Like, for sure. I don't, I don't feel like I personally struggle with, like, clinical depression or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had, I've had, like, situational depression and, every, and anxiety like everyone else. But I would say, like, one of my biggest lessons was... Um, don't don't tell your secrets to people that not don't necessarily have your best interest at heart and I think it's kind of hard to suss out those people Mm -hmm. but I think I think you can kind of like take clues in the sense of like do they go through friendships a lot with people like there are a lot of friend breakups or there are a lot of like you know bitch about other friends to you and like tell you like very intimate details of about other people when are they always like judgmental or like uh, or happy when other people fail like th- those are all like those are people you do not want to tell your stuff to like yeah yeah no a hundred percent i also will say like yes honestly we've mentioned this now 300 times but little achievements mm-hmm. have changed my life mm-hmm. i just some days just didn't have the energy to shower to get out of my bed to make my bed to literally step outside for two seconds there would be days when i would not have left my apartment and that would then make me feel even worse about myself i'm like i can't Mm -hmm. even fucking do this and like it just compounds yeah Mm -hmm. and it can literally be just making your bed okay it really doesn't have to be all at once i'm also very like that i'm like okay well i've done this now i should really do that one Mm -hmm. and then it can get overwhelming i also think i recently like literally this happened like three days ago had a real like um I just had a black hole you know I just really went deep into my mind like but more of you know my demon mind Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and I was just I couldn't see anything bright with the world Mm -hmm. anymore it was like someone put like a eye filter on me and it was everything was in black and white and um I 
I was so mad at myself at the same time because I was like, I feel like I've come such a long way. Like I should probably go back to therapy. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to do, but please try and not beat yourself up. Yeah. Because it's just going to make it worse. If you're dealing with an eating disorder, like please tell someone and don't say like, you know, you are already beating yourself up so much because your eating disorder is probably due to the fact you don't feel like your body's beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So if you're beating yourself on top of it, like, well, why can't I just get healthier? Mm-hmm. It's really going to make it hard to come out the other side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how did you pull yourself out of it the other day? I don't know. <laughs> That's such a shit answer. Well, I don't know. Sometimes it's like, just time too. I'm still, you know, I, okay, you know what I did? I accepted that I needed to get help again. Mm-hmm. That is what I did. I called my friend and I said, you know a good doctor in LA? Went to see him. I was like, listen, I have to tell you the truth. I have not been on my medication for a week. You know, I had to be honest. That mm-hmm. was the thing. And I've, listen, it has taken me genuinely 24 years to get here. I have, I used to be in, th- I mean, I've been in therapy for literally 14 years. But I used to lie to my therapist or like not lie, but not tell them everything. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, how bad are your bad days? And I'd be like, mm, not terrible. That was a total lie. They were horrific. Yeah. You know, I was going. They're really there to help you. So you want to be honest. Exactly. And Gary was, <laughs> Gary's name is just. Gary the lover. Gary's name really does produce my anxiety. <laughs> like I mean it is it's it's Gary. A, it's a, it's there. It's a name. It's a it's a strong It's a strong It's name. a strong kind of old man name. Gary Larry. Gary that's not his last name. No, but it it kind of is. I just can't pronounce his last name, so I call it him Gary Larry. What is his last name? I don't know how to pronounce it. Also, maybe he'd come with me. Yeah, let's not. We won't do that to him. Imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Gary's been through enough already. Gary has. No, but (laughs) Gary, what I want to say is Gary was great. He was there. And like, I've had, I have huge abandonment issues. Huge. Mm -hmm. And he, he, I was like, just leave. I was like, you don't want to see this. You don't want to see this side of me. I was like, leave. I was being horrible. I was like, just fuck off and he was like no I'm not going I'm gonna watch a movie in your living room come out when you I'm gonna let you do what a sweetheart yeah and for him not to have left proved me wrong in so many ways Mm -hmm. and then also made me think if he's not leaving I need to you shouldn't leave yourself yes if if other people are not gonna give up it's so amazing like how much harder and more harsh you can talk to yourself and beat yourself up than anyone ever could do to you like it's exactly it's like you know if he's not giving up then I need to accept I need to get help again Mm -hmm. and like do it for myself so that's how I got myself out I mean I'm still it's a it's a process yeah but but that's all of life that is like even if even if you're not I think struggling with you know anything like clinical or whatever I think that that but that's all of life it's all yeah it's it's the circle of life. It's are we doing that because Kira's here and her other client? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, big up. No, go watch Lion King. Oh my god, I cried like and I've never happy cried before ever in my life. Really? I've never ever ever happy cried before, and I happy cried. Really? Which I happy cried at Yellowstone the other day. I because it was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I've never had that feeling. I it felt like I thought like shit. Am I gonna like orgasm in a second? <laughs> No, I I'm was really public. worried. And yeah. I was in the cinema with, you know, loads of children. Uh, yeah. This makes me sound very strange. Um, apologies. Anyways, next. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so what's, what, is your, what are your career goals and like whose career do you admire the most and want to maybe emulate? 
Okay, I definitely love John Cassavetes and Gila, Jenna, Gina, whatever, Roland's oh, Rollins. career. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce Gina, right? Or is it Jenna? I think it's Gina. But there's so many things that Wait. I can't do today. J- what, how is it spelled? J-E-N-A. J or G? G. I think it's Gina. Okay, well, <laughs> again, let yeah. us know. <laughs> Email us, DM me at Rachel and O'Brien this on Instagram. This is so sad. We've asked for help so many times. Never. Um, People will come to our rescue. I mean, it's too late now. Yeah, it's We def- already sound like morons, but we I'm really fine do. with it. Oh, I accept well. it. Poor, poor parents, bank accounts who gave me this education that clearly led to nothing. <laughs> Literally, I apologize profusely. And so those careers? I, I love them because so what they did, they were they were the basically first people to really go for passion projects. Mm-hmm. And they were married. Um, Gina Rowlands was in his main... Is she the mom in Hope Floats? I think so. I love her. Yeah, she was in all of his films that he, I'm pretty sure, wrote, but definitely directed. Uh And um, they would save up the money they would make from these big blockbuster films. And then they would do things like Women Under the Influence or um, like my favorite films. So I love that their career really inspires me to like, you know, I need money, but Mm -hmm. I want to carry on doing my passion projects. And, you know, they weren't, people didn't think they were good then, but look at like, their number one fan me now thinking it's the best stuff I've ever seen in my life yeah so that basically is sometimes the stuff you really want to do takes time and you may have to be a little bit more broke yeah 100% also this is really vague and like makes me sound like so lame but like it just makes me sound really full of like oh I'm so cool I really really most People that inspire me are many people who've had to overcome really big stuff. That's not lame at all. That's wonderful. That, like, that inspires the shit out of me. Like, really? But, like, I'm talking about, like, you know, the Boston Marathon guy who mm-hmm. lost his two legs. Mm-hmm. And I watched Stronger. And I was like, mate. I was like, mate, I am an English princess who's had everything. Yes, I have mental health issues. But if he can do it, I can fucking do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think like, that's great advice, like, when you're feeling the low, too. Yeah. I'm like, come on. I'm like, I really don't have it that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's my mind telling me I do, so I can't fault myself completely. Mm-hmm. But those are people who really inspire me. Mm-hmm. People who've, like, you know, run marathons and they they don't have their legs, you mm-hmm. know, or like been in, you know, wheelchair basketball and things like that. People who really have disabilities mm-hmm. and are still doing what they want to do. That is like, that's amazing yeah they really are some of the most i used to uh i had a boyfriend for a couple years that's paralyzed and uh yeah and he the him and like and the people like i was always around like the community and like they're just so goddamn inspiring and like half the time they're like they they make they make such good situations out of their injury like they're, they're like helping it's just when you see something like that and you see them not complaining like he was he was I mean, he went through hardship and he would get depressed and things like that. But for the most part, like, he was one of the most positive, inspiring people I've Seriously, ever met. Yeah. Seriously. And, like, I genuinely think this, like, I really, truly am, like, in awe, in total and utter mm-hmm. awe of how they can control their mind enough to make them persevere. Mm-hmm. When they've probably hit, you know, rock bottom mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like the boxer, there's a movie called Bleed for this. Mm-hmm. It's with the fittest guy ever. What's his name? Uh, is he like a big actor? 
Yeah, uh, what's his name? Miles Teller. Mm, that's a bit of me. Yummy. Wait, which one? Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Who's that? Is Miles Teller? I don't know who that is. Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Yeah, he was in. I, I uh, know. Whiplash. The, I know the name. Whiplash. Okay. Um, he actually went to my. I never know who school. people are. Um, mm-hmm. at least Charlesburg. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So we're basically connected on that level. So we're basically in love. Um, we're basically dating. Poor so Gary. Yeah. God damn just... it. <laughs> After um, all Gary's done for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to make him listen to this. He's going to be like, do you want to stop talking about me? He's going to be like, we're not even together guys. Imagine I've just he's like, like made whoa. it up. <laughs> no, we're even together and we're just like casually like sleeping together. And he's like, whoa. Do you have a Gary tattoo yet? <laughs> I do. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Imagine. Um, but no, Miles Teller, like, um, he's in this bleed for this. And it's about this boxer who basically, again, like, I don't think he became paralyzed. I haven't seen it in so long, but was in a wheelchair. And he got strength and ended up boxing again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people like that. And then what was the second part of your question? Um, who inspire you? Oh, yeah, where you, my yeah. career's going. Yeah, what do you, what do you want to do most? Drink. No, it's not. No, um, I want to drink a lot <laughs> and be paid... Um, whispering angel I'd be a great spokesperson for you guys uh, no I want to I want to win an Oscar <laughs> lol me too I do is my fake Oscar out I have one right there oh, a little cute. fake Oscar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. same I, I listen dream like big that kind of gives bad vibes is it like you just bought it or no someone got it for me when okay. I yeah I thought you went out and bought yourself like no a no no it was like uh after I wrote the script, someone oh, bought okay, it for me and like, and like changed the title of okay, the. Okay, that's cute. I thought yeah, you went the, out and were like, "This is gonna be in place of my future Oscar." I no, was no, like, no, no. So it was like a gift of why? like, Gary, why haven't you done this for me yet? Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, whatever. If you, if you, if. If you can, if you're gonna dream about something, might as well dream as big as possible. Like, yeah, who I cares? I want to win an Oscar. I definitely want to work in a psychiatric unit. Mm-hmm. I want to be a lawyer. I'm, this is actually me not taking the piss. This is what, what if I could do anything, like mm-hmm. if I really could, I'd also want to work in like SVU. Mm-hmm. Okay, dun, th- you got it, you got it. You're going to have dun. a lot of schooling. There was, you were a lawyer, you were working <laughs> in a psychiatric unit. Mm, I know, and I haven't actually even been to college, so <laughs> it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. Uh, but I want to create, I want to write, I want to make people laugh. I want to be, I want I want to do stand up. Mm-hmm. That's like a, do it. It's a the, shorter it's term a blast. goal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to win an Oscar. I want to say thank you to people who have literally bullied me and say, fuck you. Ditto, man. That is the pursuit <laughs> of happiness. What, uh, we'll wrap it up here in a second. What is the best advice you've ever been given? Um, by my father. And it is, I, um, I was jealous and upset that I had no socks until I saw a man who had no feet. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Deep. You know, your dad didn't come up with that though, right? That's like a famous really? phrase. Wait, Are you being serious? It? You don't know that? No. <laughs> it's like a really famous Wait, shut bit. the fuck up. Your tattoo. No. Are you serious? <laughs> no, no, no. This I hate is to a- break your heart, but. Oh my God. No, that was like the, the tether of the, our relationship. So now that's gone. <laughs> I've ruined your mind. You've ruined my entire 24 year relationship. Kira, will you please father. Google who actually said that? And it's shoes, I think. I'm just so sorry. Stop. I'm so sorry. Okay, wait, shit. I need to think. He just really no, but it's okay. Thing. Everyone repeats the things that other people tell them. Oh my god. Oh, there's. How about this? Okay. Something my dad told me as well. <laughs> I think this one's original. There's nothing so indomitable. I don't know if that's actually a word. 
as the human spirit. I love it. So that one's good. That one's good. I, I, do, I don't. Have you heard that one before? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Is your dad Gandhi? I didn't know Gandhi was oh, that for right. fuck's sake. No, this is not acceptable. This is I've my been going around. Ever. I've said it on dates. I've been going around to people being like, my dad just told me the... Oh, I think it is. I think it is. I think it is Gandhi. I'm such an arsehole. I've been like, oh my, my dad gave me the best advice. He mind. told me this from his own journey. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> would be on a date. Well, someone well, needs to we, say we know Dick Hansen. We, we okay. know it's not Dick Hansen. <laughs> Literally, fuck my life. <laughs> Great. Oh my God, that's my favorite thing ever. That just brought me so much joy. Uh, listen, you're a fake trader and my dad's a fake slogan maker. <laughs> totally. So we, we would get along. You'd get along. You're both phonies. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Oh wait, I want to talk about one more thing. Comfort cards. Comfort cards, very quickly. Um, Comfort cards is my baby. It is... Um, a line of greeting cards for the impressive depressive, which I coined actually. I believe I, I think Gandhi I just, did. You do have a tattoo of that, yes. don't you? And it's yep. misspelled. Um, but Gandhi did not coin that, so it's for the impressive depressive. Yeah, screw you, Gandhi. You don't get everything. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you get the feet one. I get the depressive one. Okay, um, <laughs> and it basically taught. It's cards not only for the person who is mentally like dealing with mental health issues but it's also for the friends who don't know how to like deal with you Mm -hmm. and are scared or the family who don't know what to say you buy this card one says for instance like serotonin is overrated it's they have a light of comedy to them Mm -hmm. one says you know um so, that would uh, that would be a cute card to receive yeah. if you were depressed because it's obviously being ironic or, and then like, and then one's yeah. like more serious and it says you know um I will always be there for you but it's for people who don't know what to say and mm-hmm. also stop sending a text saying hope you're okay go out buy a card write something nice in it take two minutes out mm-hmm. of your day you know if they really are your best friend or your your sister or something I think just going that extra mile of buying a card Mm -hmm. and writing something beautiful in it even if you're just like don't know what to write but look at the front it made me laugh you know do it I love that don't send an emoji so tell everyone where they can find those where they can find you on social media and your podcast okay (coughs) (laughs) www.comfortcards.co.uk um that's where you can buy them See how I've just got. You should posh do voiceover. Oh, I do get sent on voiceovers, but that for te- I got sent for a voiceover for a Texas accent. Like what? what? Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> at Comfort Cards on Instagram, but it's with a Z, not with an S, because we're just trying to confuse you. Um, mine's at Grace Hansen, and then you, I will put on my Instagram where you will find my podcast when I figure out what outlet I want to use. Um. Because everyone, you know, everyone wants to release it. JK, JK. <laughs> um, and that is me. And then you will be able to see the film on the 10th of September. Me slowly losing my mind. I'm very excited about that. Well, thank you for doing this. That thank was very insightful. Me. And funny. I yeah. loved it. Me too. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.